Sounded like uh, freaking Matthew McConaughey from uh, Days and Confused there for a second. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of RCM Podcast. Remember country music as usual. I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. Today, we got, uh, we got a dude that I am so excited to talk to you. Jason Nix, my man. How are you? How are you doing? What's I'm doing going on? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. We're just, you know, making our way through quarantine one day at a time. One day at a time. The way I like to say it is uh, keep on keeping on, right? I mean, that's it. That's you it, just got to keep going. Kyle. Keep yep. doing what you're doing. But um. I am so stoked to have you here. I'm yeah, so I'm, stoked. I'm to so excited to be here. And I appreciate you reaching out to me and, and uh, I'm glad we can make this work. Um, so I have so many great things to say about you because I think your sound is just so, um, it's, it's, it's just so soulful. You know, you got the country thing going on, you know, the bluegrass thing going on. It's just so, you pulling from everywhere, which is why I think, you know, I, I gravitate towards your music because of the fact that um, I, have a lot of music influences myself um but i am uh from jersey that's where i live currently awesome. um in a very very suburban area of jersey so that yeah. i don't know if that surprises you or not but i, I mean i i really i have no expectation i used to play for a guy from jersey and it's like some of the nicest folks in the world actually one of my best friends is from jersey two of them so some of the I nicest like, people know. come I don't know on. Where you're from? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the nicest people. We could also be kind of assholes, but you know. Well, you know. I mean, I know plenty of assholes that live down here. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so I, so I, you know, I have a lot of uh, music influences coming from both ends, which is why you know I think I'm super into um, your music, and I think you have a fantastic sound. And I Thank was um, kind of driving around with my buddy yesterday. We, um, I don't know if you, if you listen to Hardy or if you listen to a new Hardy record or not, but I, I do. I love, I love Hardy as a songwriter. I think he's, it's obviously not the kind of music that I make, right? but I absolutely love what he's doing. Yeah. I think he's one of the best songwriters in Nashville right now. It's, he's kind of made his own lane. He's super creative and he's also from Mississippi. I grew up in Mississippi and, uh, Mississippi has some really great, writers in general but he does a really good job of saying the same thing in a different way which is kind of what we try to do right so he's and I, I completely agree with you so my buddy and i were watching his virtual concert last night on um he, he put on a, a whole thing yeah. so freaking good right right dude were you watching it it was I, sick i know I, I saw a couple of clips because my buddy ashlyn was singing mm-hmm. on a song that they did together and uh yeah it was it was crazy and whoever mixed it did such a great job yeah mixing it for live it was it's, it was it sounded really good it sounded really good. So we were hanging out, you know, having, uh, you know, you know, having a good time watching that. And um, he was like, who do you have up for this week? And I was like, well, tomorrow I'm talking to Jason Nix. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, remember a few years ago when we used to jam it? Because, you know, we, we both graduated college since then. But if, if a few years back, you know, we, he didn't go to school. I grew up with him and he didn't go to school very far from me. So we'd see each other all the yeah. time. So um, he was like, remember, you know, back in the day when, uh, we used to jam to uh, singing for the money. And I was like, oh, of course, come on now. Hey, and um, I was like, I remember when that song came out. And cause, cause I, I, you know, I listen to a lot of music. So I remember the day it came out. I remember I downloaded it. Cause I was like, I don't know who this dude is, but I like him a lot. Well, so, dude, thank you, man. That's that song for me. was like, I actually, there's an entire project that goes along with that song that we didn't put out. Um, that, that was part of like a, almost like a passion project for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that means a lot that you would say that. I mean, we might wind up putting the rest of it out later, but it, it was more, um, 
I grew up with like nothing but bluegrass. So, but that stuff was like more folky, I guess. And you know, we're trying to play the the game, the yeah. game, and you got to be in it before you can change it. So, oh, that's true. You got to think ten steps ahead, right? Yeah. yeah, it's always about thinking ahead. And uh, but that song, you know, that I, I I'll, I'll tell you this: my my junior year of college, right? That would make sense. Maybe end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year. That was like the soundtrack. Like I just we listen to that song all the time, and we still do. Like last night, we were in the car and. We were bored, right? So, you know, what do you do when you get, or at least what do I do when I get bored? I get in the car and drive. So we were just hanging out in the car. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we were just blasting music and he, he had his, he had his phone out and he's like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play the music. I said, go ahead. And he was throwing all these jams down. He goes, I'm going to play one because I really think that we should listen to it because it's only fitting. And he played that and man, I'll tell you, I don't know if I've ever sing louder. I was like, come on now. And I was, I was, Dude, I was hitting That makes the- my day, man. That makes my day. The whole thing was like, Originally, I, that song wasn't my idea. That was, uh, I wrote that with Billy Montana and I, I came in the room that day. And what I, I guess what a lot of people don't, you know, what they don't know about me is they, and this is not just my story. It's a lot of artist stories, but they, oh, who's this new guy? And I wasn't, you know, yeah, I've been, I've been in Nashville. I was born in Nashville, but I've been back in Nashville for 15 years trying to do what I'm doing now. It's been a long haul, man. But up until that point, I just played guitar for other artists. And um, Billy walked in and said, hey, what about this title before I started singing for the money? And he had like an opening line. And I was like, okay, hold on. And so I just literally, the the whole, the, the verses are, I mean, in Mississippi, we, you know, I had my, my mattress at the time had, the springs were poking through the thing. I mean, it's, I had the same mattress we didn't have a lot of money, would have never known it. It was, it was a good, my parents did a really good job, but um, yeah, all that stuff in there is, is true. And, and it's stuff from Billy's perspective, who's been around much longer than me as an artist. He had a record deal at one point in his career and, and now an incredible songwriter. I mean, the credits on his songwriting are pages long at this point. And um, so we just, I mean, we had a ton of options, but we actually never picked up a guitar, did melody or anything that day. We just wrote the lyric. And then the melody and the guitar stuff kind of came out, but that song was like really special to me. So it, it, it said everything I wanted to say as far as like how long it took to get to where I wanted to be. But it means a lot to me that it means something to other people too. Cause I wasn't sure that anybody else would get it, you know, Yeah. but, but that yeah. means a lot to me. So I appreciate you telling me that. I mean, dude, straight up, you're, you're, you're telling the story. Like, I mean, I, and I've said this to, to, to a couple of people and one, I'm, I am happy that you said that it means a lot to you because I know there's sometimes people put out their first song because they, they want it to be grabbed by a certain person. They sure. want it to, you know, yeah. that, like that, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of a mindset for a lot of people. And, you know, that's the business. Like, that's okay. There's in no way anything wrong with that, in my opinion, if that's what you want to do. Right. Right. But sometimes that first song is more of like a, we're just trying to put out what we think will work. And I'm not saying you didn't do that, but you're also saying that you're you're putting out a song that you genuinely care about and you genuinely genuinely right. want to see do well. And the truth of the matter is, when we put that song out, I didn't care if anybody else liked it because I I loved it. Um, now this go round when we we did this EP, the rest of the EP put out. You know, we just put out two singles. Mm-hmm. I I've really been trying to toe the line as far as like how can I make music that I'm still going to love to play and believe in when I'm singing the lyrics to it in 15 years and also make it, you know, something that somebody wants to hear. And so we, I've been trying to, to 
move in that direction sometimes, not all the time, you know, because I, I, I love, I think before anything, I'm a songwriter. And so I have to try to write songs like that because that's yeah. what makes me happy. Was it always like that for you? Were you always like, man, well, I mean, obviously as a kid, if, if you could sing, I mean, you wanted to be the next, you know, great big thing. But did, did you hit a point where you were like, I just really love songwriting and, and let's just, and I, I, in my eyes, this is not how this is, you know, going to end for you. But what if you were like, you know, I don't really care about being an artist and, and I kind of want to just write songs. Cause I mean, there are people that, that are, you know, that's kind of their path, but did you yeah. ever say like, I don't, if I don't, you know, go play shows and just kind of do like writer's rounds and write every week, write a song a week, write a, you know, a song a day, I don't know, however you want to put it. But was that, was that a, a reality that you were willing to say like, Oh sure. Why not? Songwriting actually came pretty late for me, to be honest. I mean, I, um, I remember, I remember the song that made me want to write songs mm-hmm. and, um, and also guitar wasn't my first. Wait, what song was that? I'm genuinely uh, David Wilcox. It's a guy, it's a guy named David Wilcox. And the name of the song was start with the ending. And I was, I was probably 10 or 11 and I heard it and I was like, I really want to, try to write songs but honestly that was never my my fact I wanted to be an artist that's all I wanted to do and then um I wound up what helped me pay for college uh, I came the only way I could get back to Nashville was to go to college so I moved back to Nashville as soon as I graduated high school and started playing guitar for other people who wanted to do the same thing I was doing. I just didn't have money to do it because it is really expensive. So I made my money playing uh, guitar for mostly guitar for other people and, and singing uh, background vocals. Yeah. And um, so I I didn't really, to answer your question, I I did that. Uh, And then as soon as I graduated, I was, I wound up playing a little show at hard rock cafe for a buddy of mine. I went to school with and, um, a guy named Kanan Smith walked up to me and said, Hey, I'm going on radio tour in two weeks. Would you be interested in playing guitar for me? And I had just, I got married the day after uh, I graduated college and that about a year into it, it didn't last long. So we, we got, we got divorced and I was like, yeah, I, cause I really need to like get out of town and, um, and just do something, you know, do something. And that turned out to be one of the coolest things I've, I've gotten to do. We would, we did two radio, radio tours together. And so, and then we did um, Sugarland in 2012. We did the Sugarland tour and really? um, yeah, it was a great experience, man. I, I got to, it was my first real taste of a lot of things uh, being on a bus tour life, um, you know, being on stage in front of 15,000 people every night. I mean, so I would, it was a really good teaching tool for me because I'm getting to see, um, I mean, this is unfair, but Kanan knows it's true. I got to learn from, uh, from our mistakes then, and they didn't affect me directly, you know, uh, gotcha. not as much anyway. So I, I learned, man, that was such a cool, that was such a cool yeah. couple of years. I played the Opry like seven times with him. We played the rhyming together. And those are things, it made me super hungry because the whole time, and I loved being a side man, but that was never, to me, it was an end to our means to an end for me. Um, Cause I wanted to be the guy. Yeah. Right. And, and Kanan knew that. And when it rolled around and I was like, Hey, um, I can't, cause it, it, it's so much work, man. It's mm-hmm. so all that stuff is so much work. And I, t- I finally told him, I was like, look, I don't think I can do it again unless 
I'm doing it for me. And he was like totally supportive. I mean, he, we became pretty quick friends. He was an incredible boss, but he was almost like a brother to me. So when it came time for me to just be like, okay, I need to put this on hold. And so I can start working on my own stuff. He was, you know, totally fine with that. But I actually, at that point I stopped and, you know, settled down in town and, and actually took a full-time job. And, um, it wasn't until probably two years later that I actually, I was like, I need to start doing music again full-time and writing songs was how, uh, was the way to do that. So I, I went with, uh, my manager, Jared Holly, who I met on that Sugarland tour because he took a couple dates to manage Canaan, uh, to do road management stuff, TM stuff. And, um, he, uh, he took an interest in me then. I don't know why, but we both kind of started from the ground up and we were around together and took like 30 different meetings before I wound up signing with Sony ATV back in 2016. And that's actually when the songwriting thing started. So to, to go back and, and answer your question, I, I don't think that it was, um, songwriting back then to me wasn't something that I, I knew that I was going to do, but it wasn't the thing that really fueled me. Mm -hmm. it, it was like playing and singing. I love doing that. I mean, like when kids daydream, that's what I was daydreaming about was, was being on stage. And 22 um, year olds over here, daydream, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, I, I still, and I'm doing it now, man. I can't wait to get back on stage. And yeah. it is, uh, and it, by the way, it's really funny having been there with, Kane and, 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 you know, Christian and Jennifer and, and opening for them and seeing their show and being in front of that many people, you know, and then going back. And now it's, it's actually a lot of fun starting over and then being in a bar or playing a club and there's, you know, eight people there. Yeah. Know what you're doing. And I, and hopefully it's a little bit different now that we've put out some music and when quarantine lifts, but yeah, it, it's, that's, it's fun for me to get to kind of start over and build from the bottom. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, but as I started doing songwriting professionally in 2016, I, it's some, I, it's something that I knew for sure that I'd have to do for the rest of my life. I don't know that, um, actually, yes, I, I do know if, you know, everything has an expiration date, everybody, everybody's got an expiration date as far as like, even, you know, how, how long you live, but especially with like uh, artists, you know, if at all, for whatever reason, what I do seems cool to somebody. It's not going to last forever. So um, I, I love what I do and I'm super thankful that I have a job doing it, but I know that it's going to end. And um, I hope that I get to continue writing songs when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, but even if uh, I'm not getting paid to do it, it's something that I'll do until I die. You know, you know that's inspiring because, you know, if you love something, you're going to keep doing it. And that goes yeah. back to, that goes back to what I said about your song. Like you're, you're going to put out things that you, that you believe in and you're not going to, you're, you're raw, you're genuine. You're not going to just throw something to the wolves for lack of a better term, just because you think maybe someone that you're just not going to be like, Hey, whatever. You're going to put out something that you really enjoy. You're going to be a genuine person. Like I've said many times before people see through BS. That's a big thing. And if, if you're, if you're why, if you're, if you're not straight up and truthful, in my opinion, you know, I don't, I, I don't know why you yeah, would do it. Right I know. Now. I totally get it. I mean, everybody kind of has that uh, sixth sense about them. If you meet somebody and you're like, yeah, it's a, you know, cool guy, but something seems a little weird. I, I, man, I'm not saying I've never been that guy. I, you know, I am a like self-diagnosed chameleon in a room. I used to be, it's either, I usually stand off in the back and just stay out of the way or 
I can be anybody's friend as long as I have to be. So, I mean, and that I used to be a lot worse at that. Not that it's a bad thing, man. I don't, you know, I don't really try to go out and be an asshole, you know? Hey um, man, I, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> you know, I, I can, yeah. can come off a little strong every once in a while. I get what you're saying. I, All right, I just, for me, it's like, I'm just um, quiet most of the time and people take that the wrong way. I just right. don't, you know, if I don't, uh, if, if I don't have anything important to say, I'm not going to say it. And if I don't know anybody, I'm not going to pretend like I know all these people. Yeah. They put a few drinks in me and then things change a little bit. I'll joke around. Li- liquid courage, right? Liquid, yeah. Liquid courage. You just <laughs> not always a good thing, man. <laughs> I've, I've cut back a lot on that. I don't know. Quarantine's got me like pretty dry, actually. So I wish I wish I could say the same. Dude. I'm, a, I'm a cheap date these days, dude. Are you? Okay. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I wish I could tell you the same. I mean, I might not be, you know, the most expensive dude out there, but I'm definitely not a a, a one, two, and done kind of guy. Just, uh, I've, I've been I've been there, but my wife and I tried to drink the other night, and uh, we had like two beers apiece, and I was like, oh, this feels really nice. I think I'll just stop. <laughs> and it's like the first time we had drank, and and probably since like April or May. But yeah, it's just when this whole thing started, yeah. dude. I mean, it was so it was just like what else? Because I, I mean, obviously, it's eased a little bit, and you know, we're able to go out and do more things. But when yeah. it all started. I mean, I'm in my basement right now and I, I would sit down here, you know, I, I still live with my parents. Obviously I just graduated uh, college and <clears throat> I, I live with my parents. So, Hey, there's nothing wrong with it, but I would sit down here in my basement and I'd, and I would just watch movies and drink beer and yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it, I, there's what else was there to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. So I get I know, it. Dude. It's, it's all, a, it's all a thing. It's just, it's just kind yeah. of, ridiculous. but I will say that um, you're talking about, you know, instruments and you know playing the guitar and stuff and i think it's really cool when uh, i talk to people and they say that you know this is kind of how they started like you know i know jordan fletcher right you know he's i bring up this example a lot he started it in uh as a drummer that's why he moved to town yeah yeah in, in joe jordan, Ford, right? yeah jordan's such a good dude we write together a lot yeah uh, jordan jordan's yeah. awesome so I, I think it was crazy and before and, and obviously I, I I did not realize and to be honest with you, I didn't realize that that's what people did like before I started doing this before more and more people told me that they like kind of just moved there to play drums in someone's band or play the guitar yeah. and, you know what I'm saying like, yeah. like I, I didn't realize that was a thing and then I think about it and I'm like well whenever you get a job when you're you know trying to pursue a career what do you do like you do a job that you don't necessarily want to do, but that, but your end goal is to be where someone is that you're working for. You know, what it I'm happens saying? a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I just didn't realize that. And, um, but then again, you know, I watch your, your, your videos on, uh, on Instagram and, and YouTube and things like that. And you're obviously a really good guitar player. Like it's not, it's, well, that, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not a secret. Like, I bet you, you could teach me a thing or two. I, I use this example I all the time. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So I don't know <laughs> if I can teach it or not. But yeah, I was actually, I did teach guitar lessons for a little bit. And I was an awful teacher. <laughs> you know? Well, I'll tell you this. I, I bought a guitar like last winter. All right. Well, not, not this previous winter, I guess, you know, one before that. And, uh, you know, I tried to play it for a while. You know, I've, I've taken guitar lessons here and there. And yeah. uh, it never worked out for me. And it still hasn't worked out for me. <laughs> because i just go on because you know what my problem is is i like figure out a couple of chords and then i'm just like yeah i want to play this song and i don't yeah. like time to it's it's so i i do think the one thing that i had working for me in my favor was uh i mean my dad i was so i was born in nashville right my dad was a bluegrass player 
play bluegrass here. And so it was always in the house. I, I watched him play. And even when we moved back to Mississippi, I would go with him to band rehearsals because he played in the band there. And um, So I was always around it. That probably helped a little bit. But when I started playing guitar, guitar was like the third instrument I picked up. But it was all – and he literally wrote four chords on a piece of paper. And he told me, he said, if you want to learn, you'll teach yourself. And I, I did. But the thing that I had going for me is we lived in uh, – in about an hour south of Jackson in Mississippi, the closest town was Brookhaven. It's, I had a Brookhaven address, right? And uh, our closest neighbor was a mile away. A guy I went to school with, Bret Hart, who, I, who wound up playing drums for the band Perry later. And, wow. And, but there's a lot, there's a, in that community, it's almost like you hear stories about Muscle Shoals. There was just nothing else going on, right? So that's what I did, man. If I wasn't, if I wasn't burning gas on the weekend, just, riding around which i still do i love to drive if i wasn't doing that i was i was playing guitar you know or piano or saxophone and wow, uh, that's cool. and that's uh that's what i did man uh it's funny you said you love to drive because i also love to drive and i also know that you're a car guy right yeah dude, yeah. yeah it's expensive <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um what do you uh well, what's your, what's your, what's your favorite? What's your favorite of all time? I have mine. What's your, my favorite of all time. This is a really tough question, man. I don't think I own my favorite of all time. Uh, it, it depends on the mood I'm in. Uh, my dad has a 54 Bel Air that my grand, my great grandpa bought brand new off the showroom floor. So I love the old turtles, man. I love like 55. Yeah. Those, I love those, the Bel Air. Um, I also really love a 67 Chevelle. Now I've got a 71, but I love a 67 uh so i'm i'm a little partial to chevrolet but man i i'm just like a car lover mm-hmm. the only reason i I lean toward chevy is because it's the only thing i really know how yeah. to work on halfway um so I, I, i'm sure you know but like once you get into ford the firing order is different on the yeah. distributor and and there's a lot of things that are just different on the engine but you know it's i i like cars in general man i we grew up watching like dukes of hazard like i think we had every episode so of course i love the charger and uh uh dodge makes some great cars i just like cars i like cars i love old trucks too man you know what's funny is my uh a guy a kid i grew up with um yeah i I still see him today but uh his dad big car guy and he actually has and he's been in the process of doing of working on it for for years and years and years and years typically that ones yeah but um he has a, I believe it's a 68 Chevelle. Yeah. And, uh, I want one. He, he well, I, I, I've never taken a ride in it, but it's in the driveway and it looks really, really nice. And he covers it and puts it back in the garage when he's not working. Like it's so nice. Yeah. Um, so it's super cool. And uh, a buddy of mine, the same one I was with last night that I was telling you about, his dad just bought, uh, he's going to shoot me in the foot if I get this wrong, but I think it was an 86 uh, Corvette. Yeah. Uh, and his dad just bought it. Dude, I'm telling you, it's one of the most beautiful cars I think I've ever seen in my entire I life. It. It's all. It's not like my favorite, but I do like it because that's the one after the, the, the 70s had the Stingray, right? In the early yeah. 80s. And I, those cars can be made like really fast. And you can actually get them like for pretty cheap. 
Yeah. And you can do some awesome things with those cars. So I am definitely wrong on the year. It's somewhere in the eighties. I know that for a fact, it may have been early eighties, but I'll tell you that it's like a baby blue grayish kind of thing. Oh, and awesome. it's, it's in really good, like he didn't have to fix it up or anything. I mean, he's got to do like little things, you know, yeah. obviously maintenance things. But uh, when he first bought it, he literally, I was in my room, you know, like upstairs in my, in my house and I'm sitting there and I was still, uh, I was still in school. Obviously, we were doing online school. This is a few months back, but I'm sitting there in a, in a meeting with a professor, and um, <laughs> all of a sudden, I hear like a like a idle engine just pull up, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And I look at my phone, and he goes, "Come outside." And I literally looked at my professor because I knew he just bought it, and I looked at my right. professor and I said, "Hey, do you mind if I just run to the bathroom really quick?" <laughs> and I I turned the camera off, muted this computer, sprinted outside. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, That's this awesome. is unreal. I still haven't taken a ride in it, but I've been around town like running and uh, his dad would drive past me if he's like taking it somewhere. And uh, man, is that thing loud. You can hear yeah. it. Oh yeah. my God. It's unreal. unreal. I, it's one of my favorite things. I mean, like one of my earliest childhood memories, we used to go to dirt track races all the time when I was like, when I was a kid after we had moved to Mississippi and you know, I remember before then my dad working on cars and um, specifically the Bel Air, the Bel Air that we have. It's actually sitting out there right now. But there was always something to work on. Unreal. So I, I remember all that, but I was around that stuff. To me, it's I have to be careful now because I don't want to lose any more hearing. You know, and my car is loud. I mean, we I've got like a race engine in it and uh, and exhaust cutout. So. I, you know, I can take the cutouts off and it's just straight headers. And it's, it's like, unbear it's unbearable. If you're on the street, it's, you can't really do it. Now it's fun for like running a quarter mile or something, but. What's your everyday driver? What do you drive? I actually, my wife and I are sharing a Honda Pilot. Wow. So, you know, that's some speed going on there. Yeah, buddy. It's, it's a, it's a 2007. So uh, no, I'm just, I'm kidding. We, it, it is a 2007, but yeah, we're, we're sharing one right now. But before then it was a, um, a 64 uh c10 so cool. custom custom cab and i just need to put a new transmission in it and it'll gotcha. be good to go hey i know all all things about driving a uh an old, not an old car like that but um i've been driving the car i i my dad bought a jeep grand cherokee in 2006 brand new right and uh i freaking when i turned 17 that became my car and yeah. uh i've been driving it for eight years now. i don't know i guess a little less than eight years but um, there's, I mean, there's a ton of reasons I don't have a new car. One, they're expensive Two, I'm, you know, we're trying to build a house yeah. <laughs> right now. And, uh, I don't know, I'm not super crazy about new cars, mostly because, you know, I can't, I, I like, uh, I like the fact that if something breaks on one of my old cars, I can, I was going to say, if, if I don't know how to fix it, I can learn how to fix it and then yeah. fix it. Like my Chevelle is, uh, is not running right now. Because so how much more complicated does it get when you when you open up a new like when you open up the hood of a newer car like how much because how much does that change? I think it depends on who you ask. The only thing, um, if you know how to uh, to look at at maps and if you have the programs to to read the computers that operate cars these days, then it's probably easier. Uh, but I don't. I have this software for like LS stuff, and uh, I've got a couple LS engines, but I, they're not in my car for that reason. It's because mm -hmm. I I can still play with a distributor and uh you know rebuild a carburetor and and tune that kind of stuff um but i think it depends on who you ask man I, when i look at the new stuff i'm like well there's not as much room for me to move around in here i'm a big yeah. guy so <laughs> it, it's uh it's easier 
for, for me to, to work on the old stuff for a lot of reasons, but I kind of like to learn, but it's, it's like a, you know, it's just one more thing I don't really have time for, to be honest. I hate yeah. that. That's kind of cool that, that you, I mean, it's really cool that, you know, you have something else that, that you're, that, that you're good at, or you have another hobby that's outside of music that, that you can um, not say escape from the fact that music in a negative way, but like sometimes you want to break. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Look at the, at the end of the day, um, this sucks, but this is totally true. This is honest. So I'm just going to say it. I, I it. fell in love with music and I love music, but very rarely do I get to experience music the way that I used to, as I was falling in love with it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't, it has become a job. So I don't listen. I don't really listen to music. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have heard the new Hardy, any of the new Hardy stuff. If, Ashland hadn't been singing on it because I wanted to hear yeah. her sing. And, um, but I don't listen to, I'm, I, you know, I listen to audiobooks and podcasts, but I don't, I don't listen to music, man. I mean, my show doesn't have a radio in it for a reason, you know? So it's not the same as it yeah. used to be. But I get it. I get it. I mean, that's kind of how, it, that's kind of, you know, when it comes to anything, I mean, how many, I mean, I'll use a sports example, right? Like there's a ton of, uh, I don't know if you watch baseball, but a guy like Trevor I love Bauer. Baseball. You, do you like Trevor Bauer? He's one of my favorite guys in the league right now. He's he's raw and is not afraid to say anything. And I think the reason why I like Trevor is for those reasons. But I also know that Trevor Bauer doesn't watch baseball in his free time. Right. He doesn't like watching baseball. Um, he watches like MMA, UFC, you know that kind yeah. of stuff. But he he doesn't watch baseball, and that that there's something to be said about that. Is like we're doing something all the time it just kind of gets stale. Right. Yeah. And I love music from, I love, I live for new music Fridays. I live when artists yeah. say that they're releasing new songs, that there are writers on new songs. Like even like connections I made from this. Um, if someone says like, yeah, I'm on, I wrote this song on this record. Like I'm so excited to listen to that because I know them on a more personal level now. Right. So like that right. hypes me up. Like I get like, man, Thursday nights are my most exciting nights. <laughs> yeah. And I, but but I'm also in a different spot than you are. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to go into your in your car and listen to your own songs. It's just I mean, no, I, no. I mean, the last time actually, the last time I listened to the the songs that even we put out was to make sure that the mixes that I was okay with our final mixes. Right. And I really I haven't listened to them since then, man. And so it's uh and and honestly, I probably when we get back on the road, I probably won't. I might listen to them once before like a rehearsal before we go back out again. But um, yeah, I don't know what that does. It gives me an opportunity to kind of recreate the magic. Right. So if I, if I wear it out in my head or I kind of close myself off to a little different arrangement, if I want to do the thing that makes music really fun for me and that's making it with other people. And that's when it gets really cool, man. That's, and that's why I really miss that. But yeah, it's not like the magic never happens anymore. It's just, um, it, it takes, it takes more to, to get me really excited. Right. Right. Which is, uh, which is a shame, but it's just kind of how it is when you, but also it's not because you know, if you get excited, you know, you're putting out something like that, you know, that something's really good. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that, you know, it's, it's a shame at all because that's true. Like, for example, I'm, I'm, I mean, you've, you've had some cool cuts, right? I mean, you've, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. well, a few, and I'm th- yeah, really thankful for them. Now, some of them, I I was like, oh, I kind of wish my name wasn't on that. <laughs> kind of like, but you know, that's that's the job part of it. Is right. you go in and you write something, and whether it doesn't matter if you like it or not, it doesn't matter right. if I like it, right? As long as they like it, that's the. And the, and and tell me if I'm wrong here. Um, please stop me if I'm wrong. But when it comes to being a writer, like you just said, sometimes you wish, eh, I don't know, but that's because you're, you're what's in your head and the sound that's coming out of your head is different than I mean, you write with Lainey Wilson a lot, right? Like she's, Oh, that's a totally different story. She's dude. Great. Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. But I'm saying she has a different sound than you do. Like that's, I'm just not using that as like a negative example. Yeah. That was just the first person that popped in my head and I love her music. And, and I do too. I think she's awesome, but I obviously you guys have different sounds. So I, I, so basically what I'm getting at here is that, do you put out, do you write songs with people and do you have, do you have cuts with people where you're just like, that's not how I would have sound, wanted it to go, which is maybe why I don't like it as much as I would have. So I'm, uh, and I'm not trying yeah. to bash anyone. I'm just saying. No, 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 not at all, man. The, the bottom line is I could very easily find uh, probably like a million people who don't like what I do. I'm okay with that. That's the awesome thing about music. There's a lot of stuff that I'm not too crazy about. And a lot of things that I, that I do love, you know? So I, anybody's opinion on my music or any other music doesn't hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't talking about Lainey when I said that actually right. Lainey grew up not too far from where I grew up. Really? And I tell people all the time that we speak the same language in the room and we write the same way. And, uh, well, we write sim- very similarly. I will say that. Um, so I, I love her attitude. Her attitude's fantastic, yeah, man. She's a lot, she's a lot of fun. And uh, honestly, like what you see is what you get. She's not putting on for anybody. It's just, I believe is, it. You know? I yeah. believe it. I've had um, She's a lot of fun. That whole group of girls, her and Casey Tindall and uh, General Master and Ashlyn. Crash. Yeah. Yeah. They're I, all, I think they're changing country music for the better. Honestly. Yeah, I see. That's what I was going to say. I, I've, I've yeah. been, I've been told that by um, a couple of people and uh, this is all what I'm about to say is not in any way um, a negative thing, but I, I didn't listen to a ton of like, I didn't have, I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of country music on a daily basis, right? And I, um, I wasn't, and I'm not proud to say this, I didn't listen to as much female country music as I wanted to. And that's because I just didn't find that sound that I was looking for until I started talking, you know, people like you and, and you know, people, you know, in, in yeah. songwriting and in music. And, I, you know, I started getting more, she listened to this person. She was one of them. Ashton was one of them. Uh, Rachel Womack, uh, Lister, uh, Megan Patrick, like, yeah. the, the, like cool. in, in the, in, in that group, it's going to change. The sound is going to change. And I think the reason why I, cause I was only listening to mainstream female country at that point. And to that's me, the, a lot of it sounds the, the same. Problem wise. Yeah. That you shouldn't feel bad about, um, not listening specifically to female artists that you don't like, because if you don't like it, you don't like it. The problem is that, um, radio is not playing, female they're not playing all of it right, right. so uh radio um you know we our artists live and die by the radio and it's unfortunate that a lot of women including you know laney and ashland are gonna have to go through the same struggles that women of the early 2000s did i would have said 90s i'm sure there was plenty of that going on in the 90s too but i mean you think about some of the biggest artists in the 90s were, were, were women shania jody messina uh dina carter you know uh strawberry wine come on leanne womack i mean you yeah. can't forget her right and then yeah. and i would even put allison kraus in there even though she you know was was her union station and even before that when she was a teenager did some incredible things so 
it, it does bother me that, that a lot of times, um, women have a harder time. It seems like specifically with radio, but you can't feel bad about not listening to something because you weren't aware it was there. I mean, yeah. fortunately, fortunately, uh, we do have, you know, streaming has helped that a lot because now we have things where you're like, okay, I'm hearing some really incredible music, some really yeah. incredible writers. Then we talk about, you know, Lenny Wilson, Casey Tindall and, uh, Megan Patrick and yeah. that group. And I, I put them all together. There's a ton of them in that. There's so many. I put them but... together because they are friends and they are, um, they're saying things how they want to say them. I feel like it's original. I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, especially Lainey doing that. I and mean, she's great to. She just cracked Sirius XM too, right? Didn't she? Uh, she just, now? Didn't she? I just, I saw that she's getting a lot of plays on Sirius. She uh, might, man. I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't have Sirius and I don't keep up with plays on purpose. Cause it, yeah, I would uh, drive myself crazy. Even my own stuff. I don't keep up with like how many followers or listeners I have or. You know, I wish I, I, I honestly wish I didn't do that. Cause I think sometimes, especially now, cause that's you know, the reason I don't, that's yeah, the reason right. I don't is because it'll drive you crazy. I mean, like it is a full-time job trying to get things off the ground within itself. But when you talk about um, pushing into social media, that becomes another full-time mm -hmm. job and you have to do different things besides make music to create a brand, which wouldn't be as difficult, but you know, I'm, it, it's something that I'm having to do now and, and um, I'm happy to do it because it's part of me taking care of my family, yeah. but it's uh, you know, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it is. It really is. It really is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this straight up. I say this to everyone and it, I don't know if you looked at the podcast, Instagram, or even my personal Instagram, but you know, I post a lot on both mm -hmm. and I take, I work really hard on the podcast and Instagram. I can't take full credit. I have a good friend of mine who, you know, um, wants to work in social media and, uh, she kind of helped me get it off the ground and I've done, you know, most of it since then, but she has her inputs. Right. And I'm right. really proud of the way it looks. It looks fantastic. And, you know, I, 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 I post on my personal Instagram and I keep it all kind of, I'm not posting anything that, that would get me in trouble. Obviously it's right. all like normal stuff. Um, but I post a lot and I always say that I wish that wasn't the case. And if I wasn't in the situation where I wanted to do media related things, exactly. I wouldn't, it would all be yeah. private and I would not post. And the reason I say that, the reason I don't do that. And the reason I post a lot, is because unfortunately when I go to apply for jobs, like I, I, and I, I'm being straight up, they put a little spot and they say, what is your Instagram link? What's your Facebook link? What's your Twitter yeah. link? Right. They check it. Yeah. They check it and they're not checking it for, I mean, they're checking it for the sense of like, should we hire this person because of how they are and like their presence on social media. But then they also checking it saying like, it would be weird if this person didn't. And that's the kind of age we live in. It's like weird if you don't have a presence on social media. I'm not yeah. saying you have to have a ton of followers, right? But like you kind of like, they want to see like if you're posting and what you're posting and, and like how you're interacting and, and things like that, right. right? So yeah, how are you going to make me look? That's, you know. Right. And it's so weird that we live in that world. You know what I mean? Like it's, in, it's, it's incredibly man. weird. It's, it's, so it's really different. I have, I'm not doing this on my own either. Uh, Randy McFadden is, is uh, helping me do social media stuff. Um, and I, if, if I could pay her to do it all and may not have anything to do with it, I would do that. But it's, it's a man. Yeah. It's, it's a handful. All it by is. itself. It's a handful. It and is. It, 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 there's really nothing you can do about it. You just have to do it. And if you don't do it, then you don't get seen. So yeah. And I always say, man, well, my life is not like cool. Like, what am I supposed to post today? Like, 
my life is not that cool. You know, what did I do today? I, I, you know, I woke up early. I was going to go, you know, take the tractor and cut it in a driveway. And then I didn't do that. And so I sat around and watched, uh, Kevin Hart and, hey. uh, you know, so I, there's, I'm like, how am I supposed to post something today? But all that stuff is, that's the kind of stuff that we have to deal with. I deal with yeah. it every day too. It's I'm so like, crazy. And also for me, it's like, I, I keep up with my Instagram because I mean, I'm not afraid to admit this. I mean, uh, how did I get in touch with you? I, I DM'd you on, on Instagram, right? Yeah, you slid into my DMs. I, I see, and I, I promise you, it's not weird because I slide into a lot of people's Dude, it DMs. Is not, it is not weird. It is not weird. I used no. to get some pretty weird, uh, some pretty weird messages. Thank God I have not uh, <laughs> recently, but it, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. So it I just I, that's how I get in touch, and yeah, yeah, right, and. And either that's, I, you know, work through the DMs or, you know, I, what you did, like, you know, I go on and I, you know, get like do emails and things like that with, with managers and obviously and things like that. But um, I do that through my personal, because let's say they, like, I don't know if when you got my message, if you clicked on my profile, but I, I guarantee you people do that. So, so you didn't. Yeah. So that's kind of cool because then I know that you just are genuinely, uh, I mean, not saying that people who do that are, are not, but like, you're just generally like, okay. I just wow. generally don't have time to go research. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're just like, cool. I'm just like, oh, cool. I got a message. Let me just, I'll respond. And that's but I, I know that there are people that probably look and I only do it through my personal because, you know, it's, it's a way to kind of connect and show that I'm not a crazy person and that I, sure, like, yeah. I'm serious about this. You know what I'm saying? So social media is a crazy world that we're living in. And at the same time, without social media, this wouldn't happen. So I'm right. grateful for it. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of other reasons why this wouldn't have happened, like quarantine right. and things like that. Right. But right. like, I'm grateful for it, but it's just a weird world. But at the same time, it's a great way to get your feet off the ground. If you're trying to create a brand, no 100%. matter what you're doing. I mean, let's, let's just bring it to um, a song that I want to talk about because I think that okay. social media kind of did this well. So you just released uh, made for me in, on August 21st. Uh, like I told you, uh, I'm loving the song. It's a jam nice. and you, obviously released promos and things like that and you put out an acoustic version right so i feel like the best way to kind of get that going get people listening get people streaming and, and buying and things like that it, it is through social media and you know it does have little yeah. promo videos and crap yeah. like that that helps you know what i mean it's a uh, it's expensive to do it too man i have you know i've got stuff here that i could film with but i you know it, my management, I have really great management. They're like, well, we need to get some moving shots. So it turns into something like, well, we need to pay somebody to, to come do it. And Emma Golden uh, came and did it. And I live like an hour outside of town. So I was really thankful that she did. And she didn't, she did a great job too. Yep. But you're talking about putting that kind of stuff together. I have to, I sat here in my studio and re-recorded an acoustic version and uh, she came and shot and we, you know, overdubbed it because you can't get that sound quality outside when the wind's blowing like that. But it's it's a lot of time, man. It takes a lot. Where did of you time where did you record, record that song? The that's, our, that's our property. That's, okay. so that's like up here. We call it Hee Haw Hill. So, but it's in it's in Hartsville, Tennessee. Cool. cool. And um, that's where we live. Uh, so if anybody wants to stalk me, that's it. But just <laughs> if you're gonna get crazy. There's some guns up here too. So. <laughs> Make it known now. Yeah. Um. So. Where did that whole song come from? So you wrote it with um, Rita Isbell and uh, Josh, Josh Singleton, Singleton, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so. We keep, uh, because we do it every day and sometimes twice a day, I keep a running list of song titles on 
uh, either on my computer, I have one on my computer. I've got one on my phone. I've got a notebook of them and they come from wherever, you know, if I'm listening to a book or if I overhear something in conversation or if I'm just thinking about something and I think that I could turn something into a good song, I write down these titles. So that particular day I walked into the room and Josh Singleton is, I mean, the guy can play just about anything. He's actually one of, he's a very well-respected in like uh, the blues community. Cool. And so he play. he's actually, you can hear him actually playing harp on the, that's him playing harmonica. On the, really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, but he came in that day with a guitar riff and um, I was like, well, if we're writing a song about, with a riff in it, I've got this riff that I've been wanting to write forever. And so, you know, I, I, I'm like, can we, man, if we're going to do that, can we just do, you know, what is it? That whole thing, you know? And I was like, can we just, can we write that? And uh, he was like, well, yeah, if you're on a railroad, man, you know, he gave me crap about it. But um, we sat down. And so once we, that whole thing is kind of like a feeling. And I was like, we talked about driving. My goal was the way I was going to combat, excuse me, wow, combat my super artistic songwriting ideas that aren't really commercial uh, was to do it with music. If I could find something fun for me to play, then I could you know, I could find a title that fit. So that's what we did that day. Yeah. I was like, once I realized they were going to be down with writing something that was going to be riffy on the guitar, I dug through, we dug, we all dug through titles. Both of those guys are incredible writers. And um, I had made for me sitting in a title and, it, you know, we didn't reinvent the wheel by any means, but we are all from the South. And, you know, the, a lot of those things are things that Reed's also spent a lot of time in Mississippi. He's from Mississippi. And, uh, so we started talking about things that we grew up and like, okay, well you made for me. Right. Yeah. Do you think about that? And so my job as a songwriter, at least the way I feel about it is there are only so many things you can write about. So we're all going to wind up writing about the same thing. So how can we say the same thing in a, in a totally different way? And we started thinking about all these things that just go together really yeah. well. I mean, and it so, came out fantastic. I feel like, I feel like the hardest part and, this is from someone who doesn't write songs, but I feel like for me, the hardest thing I'd be able, I'd have to figure out is, is the title of the song. I, I don't know why. I feel like I, it might just, be. I mean, if you don't start with it, well, that's what. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely the hardest part. If you go into it open ended, and I, honestly, I've, I've probably I can probably count on one hand how many times I've gone into a room for a co write, started a song, and didn't know the title until after. Um, but I'll tell you one that 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 was that way is. Reed Isbell and I started working on a song together called that would eventually be called straight up sideways and uh, which Laney cut and put on her EP. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, and we, we finished that with her and uh, Dan. Uh, but so, but that whole song, me and Reed had most of that song written, but we did, we had no hook. We had a couple hooks, but they were awful and we were using them as placeholders and uh, we were out with, we took a bus down to Georgia with Lainey because she was open. Actually, she was opening for Hardy uh, cool. on that on that show, and um, we sat around. We were hanging out in the back lounge, and it 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 hit me straight up sideways. And um, I, I said it, and everybody agreed, and we that's what it turned into. Yeah. But very rarely is it successful. At least for it has been for me, where you start a song and then have no idea what you're it helps me to have a title because that gives me something to shoot for, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Like I know, okay, I know I, I can start here. Now how in the world 
this is where I have to end, right? I know where I have to end. So how do I get there? It's just, it makes it easier for me. If you start with the title. It's, it's, it's like the, the finish line to a, it's like the, the starting, the starting line, and the finish yeah. line, you kind of know what you want to work towards. That, that's it, it is. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's a roadmap is all it is. Right. There's a right. hundred different ways you can get from point A to point B yep. and you just have to pick one. That's yep. it. And, and you yeah. hope that, you hope that uh, it's a clear road. <laughs> that's what <laughs> people might, might like it, you know? But, we always uh, hope it's a clear road, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's an interesting way to put it. I've actually never thought about that. And I've never thought, because I've thought about, and I've said this before, is that, I, that I, I don't think I'd have the ability, and I don't think I have the ability to write songs. Um, I think I know what I would want to say, but I don't think I'd have the ability to put it into, you know, what it would be, right? But I always did think that the title was, was, was something that, that um, would be hard to come by. And I did yeah. not even think about the fact of starting with the title. I mean, that makes so much more sense now you think about it, but. Um, it's easier for sure. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is cool. I, I, that, that's a cool perspective. I don't think I ever talked about that with anyone. So that's, um, that's kind of cool to talk about. And dude, thanks for, for, for coming to do this with me, man. I, I, uh, I appreciate I'm, it. I'm happy to any, any time, if you ever want to do it again, I'm, I'm happy to hop on. And See, I'm glad, I'm glad you say that because eventually I'm going to hit a point where I'm going to have you come back, whether that be you're putting out more music let's and I want to talk about talk, it. We can talk about anything, dude. All right. Hey, I'm, I'm keeping it on, uh, on paper that, that you said uh, you're going to want to come back. So then when I, when I hit you back up, don't Look ghost me. <laughs> don't I, I ghost me. That, yeah, I won't. Well, man, thanks for coming to hang out with me. Do you have uh, any, any music that you want to tease that you can tease coming forward? I know you just released one. Um, I really like the first two songs that we put out off this EP, but uh, we saved, in my opinion, I think we saved the best for last. And we did it on purpose just because I didn't want to put my favorite ones out first. And, um, not that I don't love those songs because I do love them and I'm ready to play them live. They're just fun. Right. But the, yeah. the meat of, and there's a lot of, yeah, man, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff we're, we're talking about putting out a, a ton of, I mean, I record stuff here at the house too. And we were talking about men during quarantine. Maybe I should just start putting out some of these things that I'm, yeah. that I'm doing. Um, I think so you should we'll do see. that. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, uh, it's a little scary to be honest, but I, I, I feel that. I mean, that, that happens. But, um, but yeah, but that's it, man. I'm not, you know, as far as looking forward to anything, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to that and uh, getting back on the road, man. Yeah. I think that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a common theme. A lot of people just want to get up, get back out there. And I mean, I want to go see shows again. So I really hope yeah, that, yeah. you know, it happens soon. Honestly, well, I, I need anytime, to next time I'm in Jersey, dude, we'll, we'll hang. Hey, let's do it. I'm also, I have a, uh, yeah, let's do it. I also kind of really want to move to Nashville. So, you know, never. Well, end up in Nashville. I'm still an hour from you. It's just, as, Hey, that's okay. This is much work to get me in. Why not? Right. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks, Kyle. if you want to, um, plug your socials, uh, go ahead. You yeah. know, just for anyone to look you up. Well, it's just, it, you know, it's just, uh, Jason Nick's music yep. on all platforms. So, cool. uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and what's that other new one? TikTok. TikTok. Uh, oh, uh, TikTok too. Uh, Trust me. I try and promote this thing on TikTok. It's very, frustrating amp to use but you know that's just me maybe i'm not yeah. that cool if you're not dancing to the wop you're not uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> that's so incredible that. you go dance to the wop let me know how that goes for you <laughs> i'll throw a hip out of place dude I ain't <laughs> me, too. me too well man thanks so much it's a lot of fun uh listen you can go listen to all his music wherever you listen to music apple music spotify i don't care just go listen to it because it rocks and i think you're gonna agree with me but that was another episode of member country music remember to rate subscribe give us five stars please 
that's always helpful. And follow us on Instagram because I love new followers, as you know, at RCM underscore podcast. That's where you can stay updated with all new episodes and all new things going on. And uh, as always, I'm Kyle. That's Jason Nix. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.